Welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. And today we are recording at Blairmore House in Scotland with Peter Bracar. Hi, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be here and the sun is shining. Isn't I mean, it is really It is warm. Hot. Isn't it great? We call this a heat wave. It's over 20 degrees, so right. we'll enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. I thought Scotland was always cold, but now I'm... Uh, I normally bring like it. 30 extra layers whenever I come here. This is but tropical. It's, warm. it's lovely. Peter, it's brilliant to have you with us. Last time you were with us, we were talking about the supernatural in everyday life. And uh, you mentioned just before we were started chatting on it that you'd been doing, you'd been climbing trees last time. So what have you been up to this time? Right. Well, recently I snapped up a mountain board, like a dirt board, skateboard with big wheels. I bought it on Facebook. So having lots of fun. Of course, I just bought it for the kids, uh, but lots of fun just cruising downhill. Um, and I also remember how painful skateboarding can be. So I got a big bruise on my hip, which I won't show you, but uh, having fun and a little bit of uh, enduring the pain as well. Okay. I, know, I know all about midlife crisis, so uh, that's good. Do you stand up on this board then or do you sit? No, stand up on stand it. Up yeah. it. <laughs> Sitting is just one level down. Is that, is that yeah. a bit wimpish, is it? But I can push you down the hill if you want to sit, Kath. <laughs> I think I'll watch. Right, what are we talking about, Very Andy? Good. Yep, today we're going to look at when God doesn't heal, which is a reality, actually, that we can't ignore. Um, and there's something about this that we really need to... Uh, we, we felt it was a, a good topic to dig into a little bit, give our sort of thoughts. And again, it's not trying to answer all the questions. This is a, something that's been debated furiously for centuries. So... We're just giving our, we're having a little chat about it. We're going to try and find balance, aren't we? I think that's yeah. the that's the the goal, really, because God does heal. <laughs> he heals all the time. He's a healing God. It's part of his character. And yet, even at LL Ministries, we as a healing ministry, we can't say that everybody who walks through our door walks out healed in no. that sense. Yeah, so there's a balance in our experience, isn't there, that you know, we do see lots of people healed and got to absolutely incredible miracles, uh, I say almost on a daily basis on, on all of our events. But we also see the other side of the reality that he doesn't do what we want him to do when we want it. You know, we can't really control him. Uh, but the balance is there in scripture as well, isn't it? There's quite a few scriptures, and we'll probably dig up a few today where, you know, yes, Jesus did many incredible miracles and the Lord did throughout all of the Bible. But there's also times in the Bible where people weren't healed. God didn't do what they expected him to do. And uh, in one way, the Bible is brutally honest, so it'd be good to maybe focus on that as our normal tendency is to focus on all the positive, we focus on the successes, and maybe we need to be a bit more honest like the Bible is to focus on the things that don't go as well as we'd like them to go. I think one of the thing, one of the one of the challenges on all this is that if you were to pick up a book or a newsletter or read an article, it would typically be the highlights, wouldn't it? It would be the, the the stories of how God has moved powerfully, and so you don't rarely you, you rarely see the the other side of it, where maybe there's been a lot of prayer and there's been a lot of expectation and a lot of faith and a lot of trust, and yet this person still hasn't received. Yeah, and that's where I feel. I do feel a compassion because I think that that's a very hard place to be at is where you have, and I, and I know it in my own life as well, where I've trusted the Lord for something and I've believed, Lord, you can heal, you can restore. And yet that healing doesn't come in, in the way that you think it will. And, and the, the, the reason I feel compassion is because I think that it can leave us as people feeling like, well, I must be doing something wrong. I'm not as good. I'm, 
are less Christian. And and I, I guess we want to look at, th- there are definitely roots and reasons why there could be a blockage to healing. Um, but also it is a reality that sometimes healing isn't coming. Yeah. I remember something, um, when I just started working with the Lord, I had this friend and he always said to me, Peter, remember, you know, you do not have God in your pocket, but you're in God's pocket. So we're safe in him. He carries us around, so to speak, but he's a lot bigger than us and we can't really control him. And if we come to a place of, or we move from, you know, high level of faith and expectancy and go into presumption, then we somehow subtly start to try and control Lord God Almighty and uh, he will not go for it. He will not work along with us if we get to that place. So... Because the balance that we're talking about is how can we have a high level of faith? How can we learn more about the healing process, which is really what Allah Ministries does, yet not move into that presumption and, and arrogance, really, to start telling God what to do and start to feel entitled to our healing and, you know, entitled to our prayer answer just when we want it. Because in the end, He's God and we're, we're, we're like grass, isn't it? The Bible says we're like grass that comes through a bit and fades away. And we have to have that right, right relationship with Him. So God does heal and we see it a lot and we've seen it in our own lives. But where are some of the areas that we could look at that could be roots for healing? I think some of the ways that the Lord's taught us as a ministry is that there are, there can be like specific reasons why there's a particular issue in our life. That might be to do with sin, might be things in our life that we're not, we're not living the right way and there's been a consequence to that. And you can see plenty of biblical principles of how people have gone away from the Lord and a consequence of coming to the life. And so by putting that right, then healing can come. Mm. Many other different ways like that. So sin would be a big area. Yeah, I mean, of course, with sin, in the end, we do get hurt and we get wounded. It's a bit like yeah. the original picture with the little vision of a broken car. If a car gets damaged, it just doesn't work as well as, as it used to. So you need to repair the bits that were broken. And yeah. that's really... Um, what the Lord's taught at our ministries in a nutshell, that, that restoration of what's been broken. Uh, and I guess also as part of that, we, we do have to recognize that the enemy does want to destroy us and torment us. And, and the Lord's helped us really to set many people free from the enemy's hold in their life and see lots of healing as a result from that. So that's been really exciting, hasn't it? And very encouraging. And those are the kind of things we would look at with people when they come here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the big areas would be issues from the past that have been unresolved, like they're maybe very painful or traumatic experiences people have had that just got buried away. And not because the person was bad in doing that, it's like a survival technique, if anything. But while it's buried away and unresolved, it can just filter through the rest of life, can't it? It can impact the way I relate to people and even my health. And we've seen, I mean, amazing physical healing even take place just through things like forgiveness, where a person's really taken that courageous step to forgive someone from often very awful things that have happened in their life, that that's enabled physical healing to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we all rejoice at the end of every event with the testimony time. Everyone's rejoicing for the things that God has done. And that's so exciting. But then the question really arises, so what if someone comes and not all the issues are fixed or mm-hmm. even that the thing that they've come for hasn't been addressed at mm-hmm. all? Yeah. And uh, they've been looking at roots. Could it be a trauma? Could it be a sin issue? Well, you said the, the buried issues. And then you sort of come up dry, you don't find anything. And, and you still have the, the, the problems in your everyday life. And the question is, what do you do then? Do you just keep digging for more problems or looking mm-hmm. for more roots? Or where do you go with that? It's about being open, isn't it, to the Lord that 
Absolutely, Lord. You can show me if there's something I need to put right in my life, if there's something that I could pray into, that you could bring that healing, but not chasing after roots and staying in a place of I'm I'm not quite right or um, I'm not quite achieving until I'm healed. Yeah, I think that's a real, a very real danger. I've heard it said before, actually, with people that have been been suffering with some physical issue. And, and a person has said, literally said to them, well, have you found the root yet? And it, it was so black and white, like there must be a root. And so if you just find the root and pray into the root, then it will all be sorted. So if you're not sorted yet, it's because you haven't found the root. But then that leads you with this endless carrot on a string of kind of drivenness in some ways to, oh, well, how am I going to find the root? And why isn't God telling me what the root is? But it's interesting, isn't it? Because then your focus is on the root as opposed to on, on the, the Lord. Lord. Yeah. And, and probably that is the bottom line of right. where, we've, where that balance comes. Yeah, because if we're just looking inwards, we will end up depressed, won't we? Because the answers aren't inside in the end. The answers are in the Lord. So somehow a gaze has to be upwards. And like mm-hmm. you said, with, with that open heart. And that when you said open heart, I thought about really that difference from praying with expectation because I always pray with expectation. I think we all should really that when we pray, God does listen and he does care and he does answer, but not with a presumption to saying, Lord, you must do this and I want you to do it now and I want you to do it my way because we can't control him and we shouldn't. So we can have an expectation because he's good, but we can't really tell him what to do. And if we get to the place of telling him what to do, we, we get on all sorts of really quite ungodly behavior, get a bit sulky, a bit childish. Um <laughs> probably start to feel a bit entitled, said, Lord, I've done my best, I've prayed here, maybe even fasted, and I looked for the roots, so now you should heal me. Mm. But everything is, is mercy, isn't it? Really, it's his kindness that he gives us anything. And we project onto God something that he isn't, don't we? We project onto God that if you're not doing what I want you to do or what I need you to do or what I would term as kind, because we would think that if God's kind, he should heal because that would be kindness. And so then we project onto God that therefore you must be unkind or you don't love me or you're not the, as good as the Bible says you are. And, and these are just the real, these aren't the things that we maybe have on the surface in our hearts, but they're, they're deep in our hearts when we're struggling. I think that's such a challenge, actually. If we're, if we're very honest about it, when we pray a prayer, the first challenge is, are we really expectant? Because sometimes we can pray, can't we, with a, well, I'm kind of hoping you're hearing me and I'm wondering whether you're going to answer my prayer. So like you're saying, Peter, this praying with expectation is really right because we're praying to our heavenly dad, you know, who, who can do all things that nothing's beyond his power. But then the challenge is, if the prayer isn't answered the way we want or hope it to be answered, does that shift my view of God? Like, do I start mm. to then really doubt him and question his character? And so there is this, as we were preparing for this podcast, I just felt like there was this real sweet spot in the middle that was, I'm expectant when I pray, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not swayed in my relationship with you isn't like shifting. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would like to share a little bit really what you, what you said about clinging to God's character. Um, like we all got things in our life that are imperfect and you know, I definitely got a, a healing issue that the Lord hasn't really resolved in any way. It's been ongoing for many years and the people around me know about it. 
and me and, and Liz, my wife, we talk a lot about it. Well, even though he doesn't do what I want him to do, <laughs> he is still good. It yeah. doesn't change who he is. And I would say through that walk, actually, I've, I've been able to press deeper and trust in a deeper way that he really is that good and kind father who he says he is. And I would say, you know, I'd love to be healed right now. I'm appreciative appreciative really of that journey of really getting to know him better and there's a there's a reward in that and a redemption even when when when, when you're suffering a little bit mm. yeah i think it's an important thing that people hear that even at our ministries i really appreciate you sharing that peter because we all have struggles and and we've seen god work amazingly in our lives as as mm. leaders all the team would say god's They've all got testimonies of how God's worked, but it doesn't mean everything is perfect. And I think that's really important for people to hear because I think sometimes we put our struggles on this sort of measuring stick of if everything's okay in my life, I've succeeded and I'm succeeding as a Christian and a child of God and God's happy with me. And we're quite happy with ourselves, to be perfectly honest. That's what we, and and the other end of this um, spectrum is that if we're struggling or we've got uh, an illness or something that we're wrestling with, then we feel like we're failed. Yeah, and we're lesser as a Christian. I think that there's a real danger of that. And there's a, there is a, a temptation for people to fall into that trap, I think, of, well, if I'm really walking with the Lord, then all will go well with me. I'll have no suffering, no struggles, no difficulties. And I, I took great heart from a few verses in Philippians 2, um, where Paul is writing about, um, his friend Epaphroditus, and who who had been ill, and he was distressed because the people in Philippi had heard that he was ill. And he says in verse twenty seven, indeed he was ill, near to death. And it was it was interesting when I read that. I thought, well, probably when Epaphroditus first got sick, Paul. And remember, this is the Apostle Paul, like no like half hearted Christian, like full of faith, apostle of of the Lord Jesus. I'm sure he would have been praying his heart out for his good friend. Lord, please heal him, please heal him. And yet he got to the, he was sick to the point of death, like right to the edge. And then it goes on, but God had mercy on him and not only on him, but also on me, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. So there's this merciful Mm. kind of uh, injection from the Lord of I'm going to heal him. But it was interesting to me, just this thing of he, he wasn't instantly healed. Like, first of all, he got sick. And then he wasn't instantly healed. There was this sort of delay to the point mm-hmm. where he was about to die. And I think it sort of helps to break apart that that feeling sometimes, or that guilt, like you're saying, this sort of guilt and shame that if I am struggling, if I am suffering, somehow that's because there's something wrong with me and God's walked away from me. And Yeah, a great example. And great that Paul put it so openly in the Bible. Yeah. And similar with Timothy, we think about him, the stomach problems. Right. Uh, it looked like Paul had eye problems, right? Yeah. <laughs> At least he had his toy in the flesh and something troubled him all the time. So he's seeing people healed left, right, and center, and he did. You know, people turned to a lot of people healed through his handkerchief and his supernatural miracles. But at the same time, there was that reality. We don't live in a perfect world. And if we try to pretend that we are perfect or we, there's elements in this world that are perfect, we really start to go into unreality. And yeah. I think we've all seen that. We definitely. Um, seeing the dye center, sometimes people will come and say, you know, God has completely healed me. But then the reality is they're not healed. And, and it's very hard to keep it with unreality. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's somehow almost out of a desperation, I guess, mm-hmm. that we cling to something 
but God doesn't really honor the unreality. You know, he wants us to really deal with the real issues and be open to the fact that he can do it his way, like he did with that Aphroditus or whatever the, the name was. I can't remember the yeah. exact name. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's interesting, isn't it? What I've observed in those situations that it's almost like there's a fear. Like if I admit that I'm not well, or if I say those words, then then suddenly, you know, the, that's a lack of faith and I won't be healed. So even if I, even if my arm's hanging off or I do have cancer or there's something wrong with me physically, I, I have to I have to declare that I am healed, even if I'm actually physically not healed yet. And it's like this fear of. Well, and it can almost slide into superstition, can't it? Yeah. Which uh, you know I think is just been again being real that we can. We, we can sometimes slide into that, but yet balancing that against we're not defined by our illness or right. our struggle. So mm-hmm. again, exactly. it's always this place of balance. We could literally contradict each other all the way through this podcast, mm-hmm. couldn't we? Because it's absolutely right that we've got to be in reality that maybe we've got this this diagnosis, yeah. yet that diagnosis doesn't define who we are. And in one way, the other the other side of the coin is that we don't want to hold on to that and let it too much either because yeah. because that isn't our identity so it's yeah. praying with expectation while being in reality about where i am right now and understanding that that doesn't define who i am yeah. i mean and we talk about defining who we are i'm thinking about this passage in romans where paul says we're, we're sons of god we're children of god that's our identity isn't it yeah. then he goes on a few verses later to say we're all more than conquerors in christ and we all love it scripture it's so powerful and encouraging if you really look at it, the, the um, context for it is actually the suffering that they're going through. It's just tribulation, trials, distress, persecution, peril. So yeah. we're, we're in these things and God does take us through these things. Mm. But within that, we find that the Lord walks us through it. So it doesn't take everything away, again, just to make our lives comfortable. But it makes us conquerors in the sense that we can grow in Christ and mm. be victorious really over our sinful nature mm. and declare Jesus in the midst of some pretty tough times. Yeah. And there's a scripture, isn't there, in 2 Corinthians that says, um, he comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. And so really, if we live this idealistic life, which probably if we're honest, we'd all like, where there's no struggle, there's no, we're healed, we've prayed into everything, whatever, and it's just a kind of you know, tick box. I've prayed into my generational life, I've prayed into this healer, I'm now healed and everything's perfect. Actually, the question does lie, would we, would we have that same compassion and that mm. same love and that same empathy? And to be very, very honest with you, the same humility, because I do think that these struggles that we have, I, I don't know whether we could say that God brings them or who, who, wherever they come from, they actually do bring us to that place of humility of recognizing, Lord, mm. I'm I'm the same as others. I'm not better or worse. Yeah. It leads you on to this this point we wanted to talk about of how we how do we respond with people that, that are struggling? Like how do we how do we get alongside them? And that passage is great, isn't it? Because it, it it shows something of I've had my own struggles and I've known the Lord's comfort through those struggles. So I'll now comfort you in that same way that I was comforted, but it doesn't always work that way, does it? Sometimes there can be real, virtually brutal, unkind things said between believers, you know, of, well, you haven't got enough faith. In fact, I had a friend who's, 
or have a friend whose first wife died of cancer. And there were there were comments made to him that that happened because he didn't have enough faith. That's awful. And you just can't believe these words are spoken, you know. Um, and it must really grieve something of the Lord's heart too. Yeah, yeah, that's awful stuff. And it becomes accusatory, doesn't it, and very yeah. judgmental. Um, I'd like to share another sort of personal element, really, that um, at one point one of my, my children was really ill and I really had all faith that the Lord would heal them straight away. And I prayed and he didn't heal them straight away. <laughs> it was quite difficult for us. And there was a few months in there of really seeking the Lord. And um, first of all, in the very beginning, he reminded me of the story of Jairus' daughter. And I didn't like it very much because I know how the story went. <laughs> she got worse and worse and worse until she died. And then he resurrected her. And, and, and it seemed to be something that God was saying, there can be a timing for things when there's a redemptive purpose. So we went on in time and then a little bit later, the Lord spoke to me very clearly. It was one of these you know, periods where it seemed very dry and suddenly there was like a little light. And God said to me, Peter, I'm taking you through this difficult time because I want you to be able to take other people through it as well. And again, I think we don't like to hear, I didn't like to hear this. I don't want that. <laughs> I just want everything to be better right now. Yeah. But God chose not to do that. And the scripture that goes with that is from Isaiah 35. And it says, Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful hearted, Be strong, don't fear, for he will come and save you. And it really shows sometimes we are fearful. Sometimes we are struggling. We just feel so weak. Mm. And it doesn't really help that people come alongside, Well, it's probably your fault because you're not a good enough Christian. <laughs> it's yeah. much more helpful to have others come alongside, but that must be so hard. And Maybe you are really angry with God. Maybe you're so disappointed in him and you need to be able to process that rather than just stuff it down because we take it all on ourselves. Yeah. And uh, at the end of, this, of my story, thankfully, God did one day come through and he said, tomorrow your child will be healed. And they were, which was fantastic. But there was still that period. So, And if you look at the Bible stories, quite, long, quite frequently, the Lord says, I'm doing something for a greater purpose and just feeling better. I'm going to redeem this for my glory. Mm. And we don't have to like it. I don't think any of us like, you know, any amount of pain or suffering. But to give space for it in, in, in our walk with him is quite important because the Bible gives space for that. Mm. And I think it does come down to understanding that God, it is that surrender of our hearts, isn't it? Of saying, God, you are in control. Yeah. You, you mentioned it earlier, Peter, but you are king and you are God and you know what you're doing and I might be struggling with this area or like you're saying with the kids or with somebody that we love and we're, we're crying out to God and we can't understand it but it is coming to that place of saying your ways are higher than mine and who you are and who your character is isn't changed by my circumstances right. and I think that this is a constant challenge for us because we try always to bring God down to our humanity. Yeah, true, yeah. And and I, I mean, it, we know it, and we, but we need reminding of it. Um, Isaiah 55, where it says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So he isn't human. He isn't, he isn't anything like our human level of success and failure. And right. And I do wonder sometimes when we're crying out to God saying, Lord, won't you heal me? 
actually, maybe he is doing a healing work inside of us, but he's doing it in a different place than we think he is. We're there with our exactly. arm or our legs saying, Lord, heal me, heal me. And he's like, yeah, I'm healing you, but he's healing our humanity or our personality or our carnality. He's doing something deeper inside of us because he is good. Yeah. It's really like you're saying the question is, what is healing really? Is healing mm. just feeling better? Mm. But I guess it does include that, doesn't it? Yeah. And again, that's something we thankfully see a lot of people arrive <laughs> with the issues and they leave feeling a lot better praising God. But it has to be wider than that. Like you're saying, it's really the transformation of our character to become more like him. And the only way to become more like him is to get to know him better. So he, he must have wider purposes, just making us feel better. So the the, the sugar daddy slash vending machine picture of God, you know, is really accurate. Yeah. He, he cares so much for us. He's willing even to walk with us through things. Not just for his glory, but also just to, to, to change us deep on the inside. I think the truth is for us that we can't ignore as well is that sometimes the prayer won't be answered in our sight. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we might be praying for healing and actually God doesn't bring healing. Mm-hmm. And maybe that even leads in a person dying, you know, and, and, and that is a difficult thing for us to process mm-hmm. in some ways. And that is, again, one of those areas where we really start to question, Lord, I don't understand this, Lord, you know. And I think it's just good for us to be able to be honest with God about that and say, Lord, I'm struggling with this. Like we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. We deeply loved this person, cared for this person. They were struggling, you know, and we can and we can bring all that, I think, in honesty to him. And and I guess in the midst of it, what we're trying to do is we're trying to just grab on as much as we can to that what we talked about mm-hmm. earlier. I'm I'm just gonna hold on to the fact that you are good. Lord, I don't understand it like like you read from Isaiah, like your ways are totally different to mine. And so in the midst of me not understanding, I'm going to just trust that you are who you say you are, that you are good in all your ways and that you are always motivated by love. And, and really, that at the end of the day, that is all we're left with, isn't it? And I think if we can get hold of that, I think we could experience some peace from the from the lack of understanding, I think that's something that would be a, a fruit of that. You know, that more and more we would be able to say, "Lord, I don't understand it, and I'm I really find it hard, but yet I'm going to trust you." Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just reading through um, David's life. So I'm reading First Samuel and Second Samuel, uh, and, and you mentioned Psalm 13 when we were talking about this just a bit earlier, and it's incredible from David. He just seen all these victories, you know, with Goliath and all these huge things where the Lord really showed up. He's going through this period of, of many years, actually, of absolute hardship and probably scratching his head. What on earth went wrong? And he could have gone to that place. Well, maybe I've, I've been a really bad follower of God and maybe I didn't worship him enough. I didn't play my harp enough or whatever it is. But none of those things were true. God was outworking something beyond beyond what he could understand, really. And then I like Psalm 13 because we, we all get to the place sometimes. How long, oh God, when will you enter just expressing all that frustration, really? Lord, I don't like this very much at all. I'm really yeah. yelling it out at him. But he enter the place, but I'm going to choose to trust you nonetheless. And yeah. what a brilliant model that is. And what's yeah. the thing he trusts in? He, it, it doesn't say, I'm going to trust in the fact that you'll do what I'm asking. It says, I'm going to trust in your unfailing love. Mm. Mm. Ultimately, it does come back to that to that character thing. That's the thing I'm going to trust in, not in, I'm not trusting in the thing I'm asking for or that you'll do what I'm asking. I'm just going to trust in you and your unfailing love, your steadfast love. 
Yeah, I think it comes down to something that we talk about on on our healing retreats about accepting God, accepting other people and accepting ourselves. And I, I think there's a peace in coming to that place, really, yeah. of saying, I accept who you are, God. I accept your character mm. and and I, I'm not going to let that be shaken by my circumstances, even if I don't understand it. And I'm going to accept myself of where mm. I'm at in reality today with the struggles that I've got. I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat myself up or put myself on this measuring stick of success and failure. I'm going to just accept myself because you accept me, Lord, where I am. Mm. And then mm. out of that, when we accept ourselves, even in our messiness, then actually we have the ability and the heart to accept other people and where they're mm. at. And we don't look at them as just something that needs to be fixed or a root be found and then they're they're better like us we we can pray for them and come alongside and maybe again bringing it all back around to that other side of it is maybe there is a route that you that at the right time you could share with somebody and pray into and they would find healing mm. but that's that has to come from that place of compassion yeah. and care so i think it's those i think if we can we're all on that journey of trying to get there, but it's a goal that's a good focus to have, accepting God as he is, accepting mm. ourselves as we are and accepting other people yeah. as they are. There's something that struck me when you said about accepting where we are at, because really when we say to us that we want to be healed and it will not rest until I'm there, it's like I'm here, but I want to be at some point in the future, some point where I somehow have improved. Yeah. But the funny thing is then we lose our peace. And the truth is when we accept where we're at, then we can start taking steps forward. Yeah. Right. And actually that's when the healing journey really starts. So it yeah. starts with acceptance. Yeah. And then the sky is the limit in a way because we start walking with the Lord in a peaceful way yeah. where he can share his heart with us and share with us really what's, what's been going on, what he's doing in our lives. Yeah. So I really agree that acceptance is the starting point, isn't it, of the, of the journey? Yeah. Yeah, so what we're saying is that there is hope. Like in the Lord, there is hope and um that he is able to do anything we want we want that level of expectation don't we to rise lord we believe that there's nothing too difficult for you that that no sickness is beyond your scope no issue in our life is beyond your power and so we want to be an expectant people at the same time as holding more more onto you and your character and um and and we can ask him like we were talking about earlier lord if there are things in my life that are causing this dysfunction in my life or this brokenness in my life please show me lord not in a stressful way but please reveal those things and help me to come to a place of healing in those hopefully this this talk together that we've had will be an encouragement to you all listening and um, as we all wrestle this out this is a a difficult thing for us to really get our head around as we ultimately put our trust in the lord Peter, i just wonder if you'd pray with us yeah absolutely so I think to really pray for people that are really struggling and are really suffering, in fact. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. we just want to say we know that it's not easy. It's not about giving easy answers, is it? Mm. But we want to know God in that place. Mm. Yeah, so Father in heaven, we, we do want to pray for everyone listening that does have issues that they're struggling with and maybe really suffering from, maybe even painful. Mm. Or maybe we've lost people, things haven't gone the way we want and we just don't know what to do with it. Lord, we pray that you... Come alongside and, and bring true comfort. So even that, that, that warmth within, Lord, of knowing you love us, knowing you care for us, knowing you haven't left us. And we really want to pray and stand against 
uh, anything of the condemnation that we might feel or the sense of failure might feel like, oh no, we've not been good enough Christians or we didn't pray enough about the right things. Or mm. Really that the, the judgmental thing that, that the enemy would love to bring. We want to say no to that. We just want to listen to you, Father, and open our hearts to you. So that we, we, we choose to accept your ways are not our ways, even though we sometimes struggle with it, we don't like it, we might be upset, Lord. We, at, at the, the bottom line is we accept that, Father. And we want to have an open heart, even if you want to reach in now, if you, even if you want to stretch out your hand now mm. and heal us. We say, absolutely, Lord. Yes, Lord. Mm. Might we experience you. And above all, might we just know you more and love you more. Whether you choose to give us that mercy of being healed today or tomorrow or next week or never. We want to choose to, to be more open to you and surrender more to you. And we say, have your way with us that, that you may be glorified in our life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, it was brilliant to be with you, Peter. And thank you for sharing. And thank you for listening, all you guys out there listening and sharing with us. And we will be back again soon. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.